Am I Reister or am I wrong? Raptors president Masai Ujiri and his incident with the Alameda Sheriff's Department, it just echoes the fact that we cannot take police officers' accounts and reports as gospel. The we can play ball with COVID debate is the new world is round versus the flat earthers. After watching Damian Lillard beat my Lakers last night, I realized that the deep three-point shot swings momentum way more than a dunk ever could. And there's a new patsy in town about the coronavirus and playing football. It's college students. We can blame them for the inevitable outbreaks instead of completely unrealistic plans to cash tuition checks. And I am tired of whiny politics. They have to go. And it makes me tired. Am I Reister or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Daily fire, actually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This ain't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors. And absolutely no BS because I keep it 100. You guys make sure that you guys leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. Thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Tell a friend about it and make sure that you share. And if you want to get in touch with me, shoot me an email, gwpodcast at unafraidshow.com. And of course, subscribe and tell a friend again. And if you want to catch me as well, you can listen to me on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And then some weekdays filling in as well. And we're still giving away those Amazon gift cards. Leave a rating, tag me in it. You'll be eligible. Uh, But we're going to start with Damian Lillard. So I was watching a game yesterday, the Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. Game one of the uh, playoffs in the Western Conference. And in the end of the game, he hit a couple like 42-foot three-pointers. And it was just a backbreaker. And I realized that that deep three-point shot that we see these dudes taking those no, 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 yes shots, that those have a bigger impact on winning and losing and the momentum of the game than when everybody gets all excited when somebody dunks on somebody else. Because if you really think about it, it starts with the mentality of it. Like this is an impossible shot and it goes in. This ain't a half-court heave. Or one of the end of the game, clock running out, you just throw up some junk. This is a shot that every coach, he will tell you, do not shoot this ball. But what happens when it goes in? You get energy. You get shot making. Damian Lillard is shooting 42% on deep threes. That's threes over like 8 to 10 feet behind the three-point line. 42% and only like 37% from regular threes. And it also inspires, like when you look at the team, it inspires confidence into everybody else, like about their shot making. They're like, oh man, this dude made that. I can come over here and I got to make a shot. I got to step up my game. It provides energy. It provides confidence. And it's a backbreaker to the other team because it is a terrible shot. Like, that's a shot that the coach had. No, no, no. Hey, go get. Oh, never never mind. He made it. He made it. And it's just funny because I tell my, my son, who is now a basketball player, he's 14 years old. He asked me, like, Dad, why do dudes shoot these shots? How do they know it? Because it seems like that they go in 
more often than they don't. I was like, son, there's something in you that when you're a hooper, that when once you practice your craft enough, you've shot enough shots, you've practiced enough, it's like a green light that goes on in yourself. You're like, oh, shoot this. And you pull it and it's like, wow, I knew it was going in. Like it, it's like a layup at that point in time. But it does so much damage to the other team comparatively to dunks, which people used to say, oh, don't let them get dunks in because it energizes the team. But truthfully, like that's just an individual two point thing. And not everybody else on your team can do it. It doesn't give you that same confidence to make all the rest of your shots. Everybody can make shots. Everybody can't dunk on people like that. And great offense at the end of the day trumps great defense. People can make one-hand catches like Julian Edelman did in the Super Bowl against the Falcons. Fingertips. You can just heave up a shot. Any shot that's not blocked that gets to the rim can go in. Get a weird bounce, weird tip, any of that. That's the way it works. Uh, next thing up, Masai Ujiri, Raptors president. Meant to lead with this, but messed up. He had an incident with the Alameda, that's out in San Francisco, Bay Area, Oakland area, incident at the finals game. I think it was game six. Oh, no, game, game five that was played in Oracle Arena. The, um, the Raptors ended up winning, but he ended up in a pushing match with an Alameda sheriff. This dude's name is Alan Strickland. Turns out Alan Strickland... He ends up filing a lawsuit against Masai Ujiri, saying that he had pushed him, that he was in the wrong, all of this. And Masai Ujiri, who's the president of the Raptors, said, I'm not standing for this. I am now he is suing the people back. And the video, the surveillance footage from the stadium came out. And also the officer's body cam. And I say this to say, that we cannot take police officers reports and accounts as gospel. There is often that they are testifying, not testifying, testifying. Because we've seen that's what they call it behind closed doors, testifying. And they've lied about whereabouts of guns, searches they say that didn't happen but did, drug deals they saw because they're trying to get probable cause. And some some of these dudes are legitimately trying and women are legitimately trying to stop crime in their minds. But the ends don't justify the means like this is America. We're supposed to have fairness and due process. Well, I back the blue. OK, backing the blue and getting rid of bad cops and not just uh, taking police officers accounts as gospel. Those two things don't have to live in, in separate worlds. They can be in the same world because I have uh, people in my who are close in my circle that are law enforcement and are out there trying to do the right thing. Am I backing them? A hundred percent because I like them and I know that they're out there on the streets trying to do the right thing. But the whole point is to get rid of bad cops and those who protect them because there are a different set of rules that they live by. So we saw the body cam footage. Masai Ujiri's walking down. They won the game. He's got on a suit, well-dressed, 
on his way on his move police officer pushes him stops him and he's trying to pull out his badge to show him his past pushes him again and Masai Jerry's not a punk he bu bucked up and was like nah homie what you doing I mean that's a natural reaction it's so funny that we ask regular citizens to be calm with the police but then don't ask them to be calm back but anyways so like we have to understand too at the same time that police officers are human beings they mess up sometimes some of them have agendas some of them believe that they are above the law and alan strickland tried to cap the the alameda sheriff he tried to capitalize on the momentum of the press conference by suing the Raptors president. He thought, oh yeah, I can do whatever I want to do. I'm going to sue him. Didn't realize that body cam footage was coming out. Because I'm a person who believes that we need police officers. I also believe that they need to be trained properly. And I also believe that there are bad police officers who are protected by good ones. So those good police officers have the responsibility to get rid of the bad ones. It is on you. It is not on anybody else. So the idea that we should blanketly believe them when there's no, then that means that there's no room for change. And as human beings, we see things from different perspectives. Our life experience shapes it. Our, the angles that we're looking, uh, if you're on another side, you see it a different way. All of that. So we shouldn't blanketly believe them. Just like I've said over and over again, we should not just blanketly believe all women should not blanketly believe all victims. We should believe them enough to investigate it, not just blanketly believe them, believe them enough to do a thorough investigation and lean toward. Yeah, they could be telling the truth. That's where I live on that. Next thing, the we can play ball during the coronavirus is the new world is round versus world is flat. Yep, yep. The same argument that was going on in the dark ages. 4 BC, Aristotle. Well, 4 AD, Aristotle. All it is. Uh, when, when Columbus came around the world, world is flat. Mm, same argument's been going on for two, what, 2,000 plus years? Come on now, man. And this is the same thing that's going on here in the United States because the American spirit is stubborn. It is stubborn and it doesn't believe fat meat is greasy. And with the coronavirus and in terms of playing college football in this and sports in general, somebody that aren't in a bubble, somebody will be very right and somebody will be very wrong. If things are not shut down. So if the ACC, Big Ten, well, Big 12 and the SEC continue to play, somebody's going to be very right and somebody's going to be very wrong because if they play the season, either there's going to be no bad, no terrible ending and nothing bad happens, nothing tragic happens, or we are going to see a tragedy. Somebody, or, or third option, that they shut down, which leads me to this. Which leads to, to the debate, there is no actual final ending, which is very similar to the flat earth thing. Very, very similar. Because there was a 2018 poll 
that was run by YouGov, which is a massive market research firm. Out of all the responses that they got, they had 84 about whether the earth was flat or whether the earth was wrong. And 84% of the respondents said that they have always believed the world is round. Okay, seems sensible. 5% said, I, I always thought the world is round, but I recently am skeptical or have doubts. 2% stated that I always thought the world is flat, but more recently I'm skeptical, have doubts. 2% went with, I have always believed the world is flat. And the remaining 7% said, I'm not sure. So that is 16% of people who are questioning whether the world is flat. Doesn't that sound a lot like coronavirus right now? You have people on the polls. This is everything and this is nothing. Hmm. Hmm. And we may not actually get a result to this because things are shutting down. So people are going to be debating this for ages. Speaking of that, we have a new patsy of the coronavirus. We have a new patsy. It is college students. And to quote my man, Stu Mandel, it appears that the universities are going to try to pin their inevitable outbreaks on irresponsible students rather than themselves for formulating a completely unrealistic plan just to cash those tuition checks. Well said, Stu. How in the world did people think that they were going to bring kids to campus? They weren't going to party with the varying degrees of belief on coronavirus. How was that supposed to happen? That you thought the kids weren't going to party? You thought that they weren't going to uh, do their quote unquote irresponsible college behavior? You actually thought that was going to happen. Uh, no, because they are college students and that is what they do. And also when you do like the University of Florida or U University of Michigan State, well, University of Michigan, Michigan State University, bring students on campus, bring them all on campus. No social distancing, none of that. Not requiring masks, none of that. What happens? You have Michigan State. Now they are doing online only classes. University of North Carolina switched to online classes today and suspended all their athletic activities until at least 5 p.m. on Thursday because of an upward trend in positive cases on campus. Hmm, I wonder why they would suspend all athletic activities. Uh, probably because some of the athletes had it and they may have to do some additional testing on their hearts and brains and all of these things to do it. This is where things get a little bit of weird is because instead of taking responsibility in their no plan plan, which they had earlier. Oh, we'll, we'll just wait it out. Mm -mm. Nope. They're going to blame students for it. Students who are going to do what they're going to do. And the fact that the lackluster leadership led them to led them to that point is the reason why it's not the students fault. It's the leadership's fault at so many different levels from the top, from the president, all the way down to the state and local level. If you're if your place is breaking out, that means that things were not handled properly. It is just a fact. And uh, you've had Appalachian State 
One day after their fall semester began, the school had 11 positive COVID case, seven football student athletes, four staff members, and football practice has been suspended immediately. Notre Dame, who everybody applauded, they tested every student when they came back on campus. We're doing the right thing. Um, slow down. 355 tests on Wednesday. The past two days, 55 positive tests. Some of them are symptomatic as well. Hmm. Wonder how that works. It, it's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. But there is some good news. The NCAA, the Division I Council, they voted to allow all fall sport student athletes to compete in any amount of competitions this year, and it won't count as a year of eligibility. This is good news. Actually, it's not just good news. It's great news that was first reported by Yahoo, but the final approval has to go through the NCAA Board of Governors on Friday at their vote. So what that means is that just clears another hurdle for college athletes to be able to either sit out or postpone or even try to play. If it gets shut down, it gives them additional options. That goes to people who don't have options. That is people in the Big Ten. People have criticized the Big Ten, how they have handled the coronavirus, how they have not been up uh, forthright and upfront about any of this. And about their reason for shutting down like the Pac-12 and Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren put out a statement today and it basically read the vote by the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. I told y'all, I told y'all on the last podcast, Justin Fields and that petition don't matter. Nobody cares. And they shouldn't care. Told you why on the last episode. Just because people are allowed to do, just because people have voices and they want to do it does not mean that they should be allowed to do it. My kids want to eat ice cream in the morning. We're not eating ice cream in the morning. Sorry, kids. You want to play with a concussion? Nah, I'm not letting you do that. Oh, you want to play with uh, with a with a life-threatening illness? Nah, not letting you do that either. Sorry, buddy. I have liability and my job is to take care of you. Do I think that there are other factors at play? Like the athletes wanting money, healthcare, all of that stuff. Yeah, I do think that that plays a part in it, but not even good. Like it is what it is. Sorry, Big Ten fans and SEC, ACC and Big 12 fans. You are living on borrowed time. But yeah, but you can blame it on the students. Here is my parting shot today. I am so tired of whiny politics. Good God, dude, the whiny politics and the cancel culture. I've already stated many times that the only time that I am for canceling people for the most part is when they are in positions of power. They got to go when you have been doing things to abuse people or take advantage or you're clearly racist. You got to go because you're leadership and your control has an impact on people's lives. So you got to go. But aside from that, nah, let, let people make their own buying choices. The companies decide who they want to support and all of that. But I'm so tired of the whining politics because I'm a person. I don't vote 
Republican, I don't vote Democrat. I vote whoever I believe is a least stupid who has the who is going to better serve my interest as a person, my family, but the things I believe and stand for. Who is going to most do that? Because nobody totally lines up with where I'm at. What I'm, I'm okay with that. I understand that that's how the world works. And we have like I'm tired of like the whiny politics. Because whether you support President Trump or you don't, the reality is he just said today for Americans not to buy Goodyear because they disagreed. He thought they disagreed with their with his politics, which they put out a statement and said they didn't. But like whiny politics. So let's cancel Goodyear, an American company employing thousands of people. Let's do that because they don't agree with me. Sorry, buddy like political leaders, like just do the best you can for the people in this country. Like stop worrying about reelection, about your party, about your donors, just do the right things for me and the people out here in the country, man. Like it's just so tiring to watch people just like, just never disagree with somebody who's quote unquote on their team. If nobody on your team disagrees with you, even publicly or privately, your team sucks and you will never do anything great. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my best friend, but we disagree sometimes and that is a-okay. That actually makes things better. Diversity of thought. So now we can figure out a better plan because a one track mind can't come up with the best ideas. That's just a fact. It's lame and it's exhausting. Maybe I'm just idealistic and just just do the right thing by, by people. I mean, it's it's not that hard. Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment. Peace out.